Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, there's been a bit of rumours running around this afternoon and, of course, a couple of signings that have been announced today as well, and I thought these were really interesting. The ones I'm going to dive into this afternoon include Curtis Sirinan, Tepai Maroa, Mark Nichols, and Havili from the, the Canberra Raiders. Now, the headline here, of course, Curtis Sirinan, uh, he's signed with St. Helens starting next year. Now... Curtis Sirinan is 28 years old. To me, it seems batshit crazy that a guy like him is going to walk out of rugby league at the age of 28. I know he's had a couple of injuries the last few years and stuff, but I'm shocked that there isn't another club that's willing to take a punt on him. And I, and I hope he's getting a serious amount of coin to go to England. I hope the bag is massive for him because he does deserve it. But, geez, it is strange to see a guy with his sort of ability leave rugby league at such a young... I know he's not young, but 28... Mate, blokes are playing until they're 34, 35 now. I, I think it's a little bit premature for Curtis to be going to England. But I did actually talk to a um, to a player manager earlier today, and he mentioned to me that, look, Curtis has played, he averages 15 games. He's got hamstring injuries. He's got knee injuries. I mean, I, he, he sort of said to me he's been shopped around to a lot of clubs, but that teams just aren't willing to take the punt on him because of his injuries. So scary to think how cutthroat the NRL is that a guy like Curtis Sirenen, who, if you would have said to me two years ago, I think Curtis Sirenen will play Origin in the next few years, I would have said, yeah, no, completely fair. He's a, he's an unbelievably good player, Curtis Sirenen. He's got injured this year, and some other guys have walked into this team in the back row for the Manly Seagulls and have done an unbelievable job, no doubt about it. So it might have, might have taken a couple of stocks uh, off that of Curtis Sirenen, but... Jeez, I think he's got so much to offer, and I think that he would still be well-suited in an NRL system somewhere. But he has Simon St. Helens to be going over there for two years. I believe he will directly replace his former teammate, Joel Thompson. Uh, so a great signing for St. Helens. But it's scary to think that... I mean, it, it seems to me like we already are struggling to fill enough quality players in teams in the NRL. We're looking to expand our competition to another team as well, which is going to make it even more difficult. And guys like him... Going to England at age 28, I don't know. It just seems, just seems a really strange one to me. Obviously, I said to you guys, I did speak to someone today who pointed out 
the injuries and everything. And I mean, only averaging 15 games, it's not ideal, but it's not a disaster. For me, like, you want a player to play more than 15 games. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like he's playing five or six games a year. He's playing 15. He's had a tough run. He could potentially turn that around. It's just very cutthroat in the NRL at the moment. I wish Curtis Sirenen all the very best. He's been a player that I've always really loved, and I don't think he's achieved anywhere near his full potential yet. So hopefully over at St. Helens, they get to see that, and hopefully he becomes the player that I've always thought he should become. Obviously, the son of Paul Sheeran and a champion in our game. Curtis started at the Tigers, came in as sort of a six or a second rower, really turned himself into a top-shelf second rower at the Manly Seagulls, especially on that right edge outside of DCE. He really did make that his own and was one of the premier back rowers in our game for quite some time. Injuries this year have held him back, and the young blokes that have come in to do his job, they've just been unbelievable. Name more, you know, the, the guy that stands out is um, Ola Katoa, obviously. He's been unbelievable. Josh Schuster on the other edge has been great. Carl Lawton, when he stepped into that role as well, he's been sensational. So I think Curtis Sirenen has been incredibly unlucky. And if I would have said to you at the end of last season, Curtis Sirenen will not be in the top two second rowers at the Manly Seagulls, you would have laughed at me. And if I would have said to you, Curtis Sirenen will leave the Manly Seagulls in 12 months' time, and they probably won't even miss him that much, that would have just been the most ridiculous statement you could possibly imagine. But well done to Desi Hasler. He's got the very best out of a couple of young guys. I imagine Curtis Sirenen, he'd be on a pretty good wicket there. So I wasn't shocked he was leaving the Manly Seagulls, considering the amount of guys they found to play in the back row. But I'm surprised that no one else has taken a punt on him. But from what I gathered this morning from that conversation, a lot of clubs have been turned off just because of his injuries at the moment. So very cutthroat in the NRL makes it very difficult. A re-signing today down at the Melbourne Storm, Tepo Moroa. Obviously, a guy that debuted for the Paramount Eels a number of years ago. Looked like he had huge potential. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode. And even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Never quite lived up to it at the Eels. Um, I remember mentioning this a couple of weeks ago when he signed with the Melbourne Storm, and people said, oh, I think the expectations were too high on him. And you know what? I'd probably agree with you on that. He came in with very high expectations, a lot of praise, was solid at Parramatta without being outstanding, but did show us little glimpses of what he could do. He's been playing for the Waratahs for, I think, two years now, maybe 18 months. He's gone back down there to the Melbourne Storm, and just in the first few weeks, he's already shown Craig Bellamy enough that he's going to re-sign him. So really exciting times to Tepai Maroa. I think he could be absolutely anything over the next few years. And I look at him as probably being a guy to play out on the edge. Could play him as a middle as well. But with him and Josh King arriving there next year, you've got to assume that these two, they're going to be star forwards in our game moving forward. Tepai is a really smart guy too. He played at the New South Wales Waratahs with a mate of mine. He's a very smart fellow. I think he's going to fit in really well in this Melbourne Storm system. Always been a little bit of an, of an alternative fella, but I think he's going to do very well there. So I really 
really exciting signing for the Melbourne Storm. And congratulations to Tepai. He's gone the long way around to find himself into a fantastic system. But I'll tell you what, if, if Tepai Moroa is playing Origin in three years, is anyone going to be surprised? I don't think anyone would be shocked by that in any way, shape, or form. Can't wait to see which NRL club signs him in three or four years for huge overs because of how impressive he's been at the Melbourne Storm. You've obviously got Bromwich and Felice Cafusi at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. Their time might come soon where they're able to get an offer from somewhere else for big money to go there, which I think they should be they should be seriously considering doing. They've won a couple of comps each. They could go and make a heap of money somewhere else, and Tepai Morrell could slip straight into that role and do a really good job. So an exciting re-signing there for all parties involved. Mark Nichols, he's the captain of the South Sydney Rabbitohs this weekend. They're calling him the GOAT after scoring two meaties last week. A champion bloke from what we've gathered. Everyone at South Sydney seems to love him. They're expecting him to re-sign over the next few days, and I would assume he's going to be at South Sydney for quite some time, Mark Nichols. Another guy that's come from the Melbourne Storm. I think that's quite often forgotten. But he's done really well at South Sydney. He's not the sort of explosive guy like a lot of the top-shelf front rowers in our game. But he's reliable as all hell. He's a good locker room guy. He's a fantastic leader. So I expect him to sign with the South Sydney Rabbitohs over the next few days, which will be a great get for them. The other guy that's being tossed around is Havili down at the Canberra Raiders. Now, they've obviously got way too many hookers. Uh, They've got more, more hookers than most Saturday nights at the moment down at their club. You've obviously got uh, Starling. You've got Joshy Hodgson trying to work those guys out. Havili has been the really solid backup nine for a number of years there. He's now fallen into that third spot, but it's probably fourth spot behind Daylight and then the other two realistically. We're hearing that he could reportedly end up at the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. He obviously can offer a lot in the second row as well. He's been really solid when he has played through the centre third there. So I think this would be a great little get for South Sydney. He's always going to be that fringe guy. He's probably going to play as many first grade games as he does reserve grade games but the way that the competition goes at the moment with injury suspensions and everything those guys are so important those real squad guys I think he'd be a brilliant one of these guys obviously Damian Cook getting older but you have got a couple of other young nines in this team to have him on the bench for the South Sydney Rabbitohs I think this would be perfect at the moment if he if Damian Cook gets injured or something they have to bring Benji Marshall in not really a nine uh, the defensive load is a lot on his tiring body I think having severe in this team would be unreal. Guys, that's uh, that's the four main things I wanted to talk about this afternoon, but the big one for me is Kurt, Curtis Sirin and going to England at age 28. A big worry there. Tepai Moroa, really exciting to see him stay down in the Melbourne Storm. Personally, he's a guy that I'm really looking forward to watching over the next two years or so. I can't wait to watch his development. I can't wait to talk about him a lot more. Obviously, Marky Nichols, he's gone a long way around as well. Went from Melbourne to South Sydney. He's now the skipper of that famous club this weekend, which is great to see. Obviously, a true leader in that team as well that they absolutely love. So great to hear that he will more than likely re-sign with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And of course, Havili, who's been a really solid club guy for the Canberra Raiders for a number of years, sort of faded into the background. We're hearing he will sign with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think this would be a great little depth signing for them as well. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.